Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode 170. And I should have got you to say that, Johnny boy. I think I'm sorry. I'm going to, for those that um, are listening, I'm going to move my mic a little closer because that might have been a bit quiet. It was uh, it was okay. Oh, well, there we go. Um, Jonathan, you have a lot of pen on your head and face. What is that about? It's what happens when you let a three-year-old... Uh, paint too but there was a good reason because with the right pressure it feels like a nice massage so you get a three will give you a massage and it feels good mm. but you get pain in you so you know it's a bit of a trade-off however mm. it does really easy you do look like you've been in some form of severe accident genuinely like obviously the, i guess the camera quality isn't overly clear but from what i can see it looks like you've literally cut all your head open yeah i I'm nailed to go to the hospital. I'm just sitting here seeping blood out of my head. My brain hanging out. Well. What there is of it. I was going to say you've got to have a brain to, for it to hang out. It's, oh. it's, it's like a brain, only smaller. <laughs> like a walnut. <laughs> they, are, they, they do say you are what you eat. Have you seen those nutrition... Uh, they said memes, but they might as well be memes. Um, infographics that go around that says like you are what you eat and there's a picture of like a walnut next to a brain that says eat walnuts to improve cognitive function or there's a like basically other food items that look like organs i can't think of any actually what else was on there oh, yes i do remember that i, I remember thinking jesus christ we'll put that together it was uh probably far off the mark mm. people still fall for this stuff though <clears throat> yeah because people when it, i've always said no matter how intelligent someone is when it comes to nutrition, it's like their brain stops working and they believe anything. Like, uh, what, what day was it? My last night shift in work, someone was watching the Game Changers. Oh. And he said, oh, this is really convincing, isn't it? I said, yes. I said, it's convincing because it's made to be convincing because it's been made by a, a director who directs fictional films. Director, any? Yeah. I said, he also got money in... Uh, vegan products himself so I said to him I said if they can't distinguish between vegan and plant based then you know the, the whole thing is a load of crap if they can't distinguish between something so basic then what's the chance of them getting any any heavy science correct slim to none but he was like he wasn't like I don't think he fell for it <clears throat> but if I wasn't there he probably would have questioned would have not have questioned it well, the thing is like I... most people do well, most people don't question anything nutrition-wise. No, they don't. Question. And if it's someone they perceive to be re- um, respectable and intelligent, they will not question, regardless. And these very, very intelligent people, but something happens with nutrition. It just the brain goes to mud. Um. Yes, it does. Um. I, I suppose to anyone listening, we. I would say, look, just. An immediate warning sign would be if it's on Netflix, it's unlikely to be re- relatively scientific, despite what it might seem. It's made as entertainment, and entertainment success is viewers, viewer numbers, and people talking about it, people hashtagging it and being on social media and getting more people to go onto Netflix to maybe to get a trial of Netflix to go and look at this particular program they're interested in, then to buy it for five quid a month. So there may be margin of truth in some of these things, but <clears throat> do not take anything as hundred percent truth until you. I've seen BBC articles and gone, hmm, I'll, have, I'll question that. It's not even nutrition, and you look at a you look at a study, and it, the conclusion is totally the opposite of what they've said. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely that that true. Yeah, if you look if you, you look at all this now through the coronavirus thing. How many people? How many people? Right, are in general. Most people don't know a lot about science. The, uh, the majority. People didn't pay attention to school of science mostly. That's a bit of a generalization, but you know. You don't tell any people on Facebook talking about physics and biology in general. However, then they turn into biologists and virologists when this comes along and they think they know better. Don't get me wrong, the government have fucked the response up. But, you know, 
the lady down the road who is, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> a retired hairdresser or a retired flamin chef is not going to know about biology and how things work and posting shit on Facebook about it. And but it's just the same as like Netflix and it. Someone who haven't got any idea has then gone, yeah, have you seen this Netflix program about veganism, plant-based? And then they go and tell everyone like it's God on this truth gospel, like you can't be questioned. And when they are questioned by someone who actually knows, then they have the cheek to argue, which is like, it, well, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, really, isn't it? Yeah. I like that one. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the, the Dunning-Kruger effect comes out quite a lot in many walks of life. Um, and I think it's, it is important that we all check ourselves because I think we all are in, you know, we all suffer from it. It's actually quite um, surprising or, I guess, eye-opening when you realise that actually, do you know what? It's it's almost like a, a a given phenomenon that everyone suffers at some point from it in like any topic. It's almost like you only you only realise obviously after you get to that point where you know how little you know about stuff. Yeah, but it's funny, isn't it, that the experts sometimes say, "Oh, I'm not really sure," but then you've got someone who's read about a week's worth of data. That, yeah, that's definite. That's, yeah. that's another giveaway. Anyone anyone is literally that. Um, sure about their their answers or or kind of you know will say things in that 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 absolute is is a dead giveaway really that probably they aren't sure it's and more like especially nutrition but in most things again like nutrition fitness there is well we even what the experts know in a lot of this stuff is so little like even the, like the experts as you say will always say it depends or it depends on the context or we don't, we don't know yet or we think and all of these kind of um non-powerful words that that are, are far from absolutes because they don't want to get themselves into a position where they get proven wrong that down the line because genuinely we're, we're, as a as a race almost or kind of the level of intellect that human beings actually currently have albeit is obviously far and above and beyond um any other species we still don't know everything like there's still loads we don't know in fact sometimes i find out things i hear um stories about how you know we don't still know xyz and i'm trying to think of a good example one example might be like i'm pretty sure we we still haven't managed to figure out what causes um stitch you know like the pain you get from running or from you know i think we're still not actually sure and it's like how do we not know that surely like that's been studied or we you know we just know but there's 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 tons of things on this planet like we we're starting to work out things like quantum physics starting to work out kind of other galaxies but we still don't know what causes stitch that's that that, that that blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, but just oh, five percent of our ocean. Yeah, uh, and that, that that honestly, it does. It blows my my mind to think that wow, there's still so many things that we don't like. Even actually, even we, as much as people might think they they know the 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 mechanisms of hypertrophy, what causes our muscles to grow, is still not known. Like there's guessing. Like we've guessed, like people have hypothesized what they think it is, and they've got a good idea of kind of, they've got a good idea of what it might be, but we don't really know. Are you still so there? That's, yeah. So that's the, why when people say, yeah, this is absolutely true, especially for a complicated subject, especially where the experts are not entirely sure, then you know full well that they're talking shit. Yeah, I I almost, I almost think it's best best never to talk in absolutes. But the problem is that doesn't sell very well when you're trying to portray a level of authority or expertise in an area because you're selling something. You know, the typical nutrition coach, fitness coach, personal trainer, whatever, to say, well, we don't really know, or it depends, is not a particularly powerful or sexy answer, and therefore doesn't lend itself uh, very well to sales, marketing, and getting clients or people to buy your shit. But. That's correct. That's why people get so married to a certain uh, <clears throat> protocol. It's like it's like well, it's like it's like that program. It's like um, what was the first one? What the health? What the health and the game changers? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> they they speak an app. This is the best diet ever. This is this does this this does this, and it's like well, well, it's not it's not true. You're just doing it to make to polarize people to well as it did. And then people argued about it and talked about it, and they give it more. They give it more. Um, what are looking for? <clears throat> more notoriety. Then 
And then, but that's what they do. It's like, is it, is it every diet works for someone? <clears throat> Keto is the best for someone. Mediterranean diet is best for someone, but it's never the best for everyone. <clears throat> but that is, doesn't sell. Is but, someone is someone reversing a van? Sorry, in your kitchen, mate. No, dishwasher went come off. We get for the van, in you. We we um we didn't get any feedback from your uh, ringtone going off right next to your microphone last week or week before last. So oh. I'm I'm hoping that's a positive sign that we didn't actually burst anyone's eardrums and they didn't have to go to hospital. I'm glad. I, I hope they didn't. That was very good. Hmm. Would it? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So um. Right. Well, I guess this wouldn't be the fitness industry if we didn't talk about what's going on at the moment. Um, and unless you're in fitness, you probably don't know what's going on at the moment. Lucky enough, a lot of our listeners are in fitness and probably do. So, uh, but Gymshark, if I say Gymshark to you, Johnny, what does that mean to you? Balance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Strong. Strong. No, it's just it's obviously it's obviously for me. That's why that's the first thing that comes to mind. It is. Obviously, people are not balanced. Or, or not all people are balanced who buy Gymshark. I just, I just instantly think you're like, I don't know, shredded, twenty-five-year-old bloke who's ne- who doesn't know how he's got shredded, gives crap advice, wears stringer vests in the gym, trains like a pansy, and thinks he's awesome. That's what just brings. That just what Gymshark says to me. But the guy who runs it is obviously clever and awesome because he, he made, you know, it was a billion pound company in it. But that's what it says to me at the minute. ends. Yeah, um, I mean, it's certain. I think it def- definitely has or, or has done over the past. I don't know how long it's been about now. What seven, eight, nine, ten years? I don't know if it's been quite that long or what. But um, yeah, I, I've always thought of it as a very much a um, a specific kind of type of individual would wear it probably i mean i'd probably be less crude than what you've done but um i i get what you're saying in that i think you know it's you it's your usual kind of i don't know how to describe the sort of person i'd explain it. but basically I, I wouldn't ever include i wouldn't ever look at them and think they're like an, an an all-inclusive brand or that they include everyone in their brand um and i guess that's probably why it's kicked off so much this week because people are now starting to question what seems like an apparent u-turn on their values and the fact that they've started putting out kind of images on their social medias and stuff of kind of more normal in air quotes more normal bodies um which i think a lot of the frustration so I, I think there's a couple of issues that i've seen anyway one is the comments from people on their social media so not really jim shot themselves but for the comments of the people on social media that to be fair are nothing but fucking horrific if you read them um the, the majority of them are about about kind of like obviously the model involved and you know all the influence i don't know if she's a model or an influencer but you know whatever the person involved um the comments about how they're not fitness and that this isn't what the brand should stand for and you're just picking like basically shit bodies and stuff I'm like what the hell like people commenting on people's looks saying they're not fitness is like what is wrong with people i i don't know how else to explain it other than that People forget today that probably these people who, who commented or what the people who, who model Gymshark have never, ever been anything but in condition, ever. So they don't know what it's like to go from, <clears throat> I don't know, not even obese is it, but overweight to being in the shape that they are. They don't know and they probably they never will know. So they don't understand what it feels like for those people, for the comments that they make, and how it makes people feel. And that's why I just go back to balance. You know what I mean? So, but it just shows what people are like in general. Yeah. You know, uh, um, be nice. Be nice. Oh yeah, whatever. I, mean, I, I guess. I mean, I do. I guess Jim Shark historically, as we said, have, have always. I mean, not necessarily. You know, you, you kind of said about what the Jim Shark and the types of people that might wear them, but Jim Shark themselves have built a brand on on effectively using models influencers or whoever which are in absolute peak elite condition you know some of the best looking people you're probably going to find out there um and they built this brand on this kind of unrealistic and and almost perfect um scenarios for people which 
you know, it it might motivate some people, but and obviously the clothes look great on them. Um, you know, they're all, all the blokes are massive, you know, massive jack dudes, shredded as well, chiseled abs. The women are all in absolutely amazing condition, and I guess there's there's a there's a there's a certain culture outside of that culture that will look at that and say, well, you know, you are you're basically adding to some of the stuff that that they don't like within certain industries, like the anti diet culture um obviously body confidence movements will look at that and say well actually you're just creating these unrealistic expectations for people that they can't you know they're never going to be able to achieve um and you're just creating guilt and like negative emotions and we know that there's a growing body out there of evidence that is kind of suggesting that things like constant exposure to these unobtainable unrealistic images online and in marketing and in stores and all these things um is affecting people's health negatively. Well, I think we've probably all been there. We all looked at images of on magazines or or online and said, "Oh, I'd love to look like that," and and then feel bad about yourself because you just you know you've tried and you can't. Well, that's that. It's made worse now with it by Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it? it's just in your face constantly. It's not even like you've got to look at a magazine anymore, is it? Like even as well, even five years ago, it wasn't this bad, was it? <clears throat> 10 years ago, Facebook was, was just starting out, roughly. Before that, you'd have to look in a magazine when you <clears throat> really to have this sort of stuff. So it's in people's face. And if they, I don't know, if they've got body confidence issues, then it's just going to make it worse by looking at these people and and they look and think, oh, this is what I have to look This is what the average person looks like. And you go, people got to take stock and they look around you. I mean, if you're a bit out of shape, look around. It's not as if everyone is in shape with chisel apps today. So we've got to think, right, if I'm not happy with myself, what do I do about it? And if it does affect you that much, just go off Facebook, go off Twitter, go off Instagram, get rid of it all. Because it doesn't, it doesn't generally doesn't serve no purpose as they're being on there, apart from maybe speaking to a few friends. But that, 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 that does bring up the question, though, of whose responsibility is it? Is it Gymshark's? Or in, and I know we're using Jim Sharp as an example, but this does relate to obviously all social media and stuff. But is oh. it Jim Sharp's responsibility to um, police or not police? Um, I suppose censor what they put out, or is it your own responsibility to censor what you consume? Right. My answer is it's your responsibility. Jim Sharp got a brand, and no brand targets everyone. Every brand, whatever they want to say or not, has got a particular person they want to buy. They want to buy from them. There's no problem with that. If someone said to me, you know, uh, Welsh boats can't buy it, I don't care. Like, whatever. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. And people get a bit sensitive to that. But it's like, if you don't like it, don't buy it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't look at it. It's simple. But then people want to go, because they're unhappy with themselves, and, and, and some, of the, some of the time, they they are not doing anything about it, which is, to me, it's like, if you feel that bad, do something about it. Then it's up to you do not look at it and don't go blaming Jim Jardin. Just don't go complaining. Just don't watch it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. It's like a film, crap film, don't turn it off. Simple. But also, we're obviously in a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a snowflake year anywhere and people just want to blame other people for, you know, their own insecurities. You know, I get insecurities, but if I don't like looking at somebody, I just won't look at it. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I do, I agree. I think I certainly agree. There's a, there's a responsibility for people to, I say, monitor their own consumption of this type of stuff. Um, albeit, I don't think it's as easy to say it's one or the other's fault. If I'm honest, I think there's a certain level of the, the, you know, the individual themselves do have to look after it. But I think that also the, the kind of the, the, the macro side of it in terms of, and I suppose what I mean by that is the, the people, you know, the large massive companies that are putting this stuff out also should have responsibility to kind of be ethical or to have to to have some sort of guidelines um and i know that... fat people are ugly nothing like that you know that's obviously you shouldn't be doing that no no absolutely not and, and i mean no, you know jim shot hasn't done that i think so, some of the the biggest uproars really come from the fact that one obviously there are just some cretins online that have just made disgusting comments about saying this isn't normal why are we normalizing um these bodies they're not he- un- they're, they're, they're unhealthy they're not healthy and it's like hang on a minute like it's not like the individual they use is even a grossly obese um no like a grossly clinical obese individual 
and obviously that's what they're kind of trying to no- normalize or, or kind of mask or masquerade as a healthy individual that's just obviously not what they've done they put what is a you know a normal composition of body on there um and she looks happy she looks healthy and it's kind of like well that is not normalizing unhealthy because actually that's healthy and that's i think that's obviously one of the problems is that health and fitness are many things and not just what I suppose a lot of people want to kind of assume that is healthy in terms of, you know, being fucking dick skin lean and with chiseled abs and veins fucking everywhere. That's actually anti-healthy. That's the opposite of health. That is not being healthy. Like the fact that to get into that condition, the majority of people, unless you're just a bit of a genetic freak, but the majority of people are going to have to severely restrict energy, create some horrendous hormonal imbalances, be tired, fatigued all the time, feel like crap just to kind of get into that condition to look like and you you can't walk around in that condition all the time that is just not healthy in the slightest so actually kind of what we perceive as as healthy or kind of you know fitness is is not that is not that lean shredded athletic look than than what people you know might assume you know certainly bodybuilder on stage not healthy no absolutely not then you look at you look at the sort of characters that people are who are sponsored by Jim Shark, and I've seen some of the videos, and the content they put out is crap. Yeah. You've got to be chicken and pocket to get lean. You count in, well, fair enough, counting macros, but they're so anal with their macros. They don't go out, they don't do anything. They have treatments every week, they've got a bad relationship with food. They shredded part of the time for a particular you know, photo shoot or whatever. They, they don't really understand how they've got to where they get to, so they can't give out information. And the their relation with food is poor and what they do in loads of them just don't eat veg at all well it's more than a lot of the bodybuilders don't eat veg but a lot of them boys don't eat veg either so what's the micronutrient uh, intake like probably poor they're eating chicken rice and broccoli all the time it's not there's not a diverse thing i know they like all low carbs carbs make you fat you can't eat dairy you can't eat bread so these are the these probably these are the people who probably got the worst relation with food and they're not particularly healthy I mean, just because someone's shredded doesn't mean they're healthy. No, I mean health, health is a spectrum by 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 any state. In that, like super lean or super obese are obviously at the extreme ends. Where yes, they probably aren't physically healthy, but there's a lot of in between which falls within that healthy range. That you know might not be your kind of traditional what people might think as fitness or health. And, and uh, I'll be honest. Fitness isn't what you look like. Fitness is what you do. Fitness is very much a case of. I mean, I know, like maybe when we say "isn't fitness," kind of that term is like, "Are you healthy or fit? Are you fit and healthy?" Whereas some people might look at it as like, you know, to be in the fitness industry, say, or to be a model for a fitness clothing company, you must look like X, Y, Z. Um, but fitness is like, like the, fitness is definitely what you do, how you feel, and not how you look. I mean, you might take that shredded, dick skin bodybuilder. And say, tell you what, how fit are you, mate? Let's let's go run five k and see how good you do then. See how quickly you run that. Probably barely last about fifty steps before you fall over. You yeah. know, whereas you take someone that you might look at and think they're oh they're they're overweight or they they might run a fantastic five k pace, or or you know it might be able to run all day. Be it might be in cra- crazy endurance or or whatever. But as I say, fitness and health are are not really what you look like in the slightest, um, d- unless they're to the extremes. You look at some of the heavyweight boxers who are not chiseled and shredded and you wouldn't last 10 seconds in fitness in a boxing ring getting it in the face and they are mega mega fit they could outwork most people but do they look particularly fit no are they mega fit yeah you look at the uh scs who dares wins none of them are the, the instructor guys the XSS. none of them are like anti he's a lump but he's not shredded and he would outwork probably well nearly 100% of the population mega fit obviously intelligent got a strong mind so he's fit but he doesn't look like a Gymshark model and who's gonna who's gonna who's better off to be who's gonna be fitter well without shadow of a doubt the XSS guy you you look at um you mentioned boxing look at Andy Ruiz a you well, know, heavyweight boxer was world champion yeah and I'll be honest he wouldn't look at a place in a kebab shop, you know, munching no. down on kebabs the entire day because he is, you know, a little bit overweight for what people would consider fitness. 
But I'll be honest, I bet he's pretty fit. I bet if you had to kind of do any type of fitness work against him, I think he'd do pretty well. Oh, 100%. 100%. Fenner's been in a ring for even, well, three three-minute rounds. And if you're, going, if you're losing, try not to be sick. That's how hard it is. Mm. So they're doing 12 three-minute rounds with big, every in blocks, and they can still go on for 12 rounds. Mega fit. All, all combat sports. And some of them don't look, you know, look Tangabat ex-UFC, just a big lump. Mm. Beer belly. You know, I'm not saying he's the best fight ever, but obviously mega fit people to get in a ring. Or the octagon in. Yeah. I mean, so, UFC is a good example because there are some stunning physiques in some of the UFC fighters. Some like you think of some like Yarl Romero, who looks like a fucking chiseled Greek god, um, yeah. or uh, Costa. What's the I can't think of his first name. The Greek guy again just looks like a chiseled god. Uh, but and then you got some people in there. We think, well, oh, I don't know if they they even look like fighters. Like even um, Nurmagomedov doesn't look and he's he has had weight cut troubles hasn't he in the past to be fair but you look at him and think he's well he's not sh- not really shredded he's i mean he's, he's he's by no don't you wouldn't ever look at him though i mean to think he's overweight but he isn't like a shredded athlete necessarily but i'll be honest you hear stories of anyone that's ever fought him it, they he just wears and ties them down because he's like like he's a sambo world sambo champion um like amazing wrestler and just drains people like literally takes them to deep water and drains and drowns them because of just how amazingly fit strong controlled he is at kind of that that sambo wrestling and you think to yourself well you know is that he doesn't look fitness but i'll tell you one thing i bet he's fucking fit sorry to interrupt this episode but we just wanted to let you know that we're currently accepting applications to work with any of our coaches to help you lose weight and get shredded or build muscle and get jacked if you want to know more, just head over to nnncoaching.com forward slash apply. No contract lengths, just evidence-based coaching to make sure you get the results you've always been after. Mm. I think a lot of people could do with not looking at these like a typical what people think is is good looking and fit as in these people with abs. If they took up a sport which takes the focus off what they look like and puts the focus on learning a skill that's entertaining. No, I've, got to, I've got to be able to learn to do this and do this. Then you almost, you would become fitter and have a better body more than likely because you're burning, you're expending extra calories and you're learning something, you're enjoying it. It takes your focus off that. I mean, things like jujitsu is very technical. So you've got to learn certain things. It doesn't matter what you look like in any combat sport. So I think people should do that just to take their mind off, especially if they've got body image issues. Do things they got rather than go and see because a lot of people don't like just going to the gym, lifting dumbbells, barbells, blah blah blah. People just don't. Some people, just, especially women, but they don't. I'm not saying all women, obviously not, but some people just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So doing something like that is a bit more entertaining. It's in a something in a class environment, so as other people do aspire to be like or compete with, uh, learn to be as good as. Then it's something I think would help people, but because. People with abs are constantly in your face on Facebook. Then people just assume that is what they should look like when really it's not. No, I think I mean part of the problem I think from the so obviously you've got these these individuals that are commenting around the you know the specific individual and kind of their body and things, but I think you've also got an outraged part of the fitness industry, which I think is maybe where I fall in. Although having conversations debates with people. I don't know if I changed my mind or not how I really feel about it, but I suppose that'll come out in a minute through the conversation. But part of the fitness industry is completely in outrage about um, Gymshark's obviously previous kind of marketing strategy, you know, how they've built their business, you know, they've built, like you say, a billion pound business now on basically these genetically dudes pumped up on steroids, like pretty much all of them, you know, from, from day one have been you know, like steroid used by looks because they're all fucking massive jacked, like say ripped individuals, like the, the, the perfect looking women with amazing physiques. Um, and it's almost like all of a sudden they've started to post kind of nor more again in air quotes, normal bodies, the fitness industry is saying, hang the fuck on a minute. Uh, you, you can't just suddenly decide that, all of a sudden your values have changed you know you were you were focusing all of your marketing and brand on this perfection um kind of, and this like high-end athlete type stuff and now all of a sudden you're you're posting normal things like what we're supposed to trust you 
now like that obviously you've got good intentions your ethics and morals have changed like you don't want to add to the the the, the idea or the issues that we know is appearing about negative body images and negative mental health that is caused by people like your brand and the images and stuff that you put out consistently um and i think i mean I, I, my immediate reaction was yeah that is a bit that is a bit shit that really isn't it in that a company like gymshark that has you know they didn't start off that way. They've they've waited till they got they've you know they're worth a billion quid before they decided. Yeah, now we'll start putting out some kind of more normalised images and and do something that might be a bit more ethical or susceptible to society. We'll you know we'll wait till we're worth a billion before we do that. And I get I get that, but there's other people I've spoke to like I was chatting to Tanya Filer 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 uh, about it the other day or yesterday day before. And she was very much of the opinion that she applauds the decision, thinks it's great that they start to normalise, which I guess on the face of it is. But there is an element of that does also mean you have to ignore everything they've done previously. I mean, I kind of put it as a bit like an, an abusive relationship. Like you've got an abusive relationship where one person's kind of abused the other one for months or years or whatever. And then all of a sudden they've done something nice. Do you like, oh, that's OK, then I forgive you. You know, I let you off. Do you know? Yeah, you know what I mean? But if they've built the brand on being a certain way, as long as they're not, if they're aiming, obviously they're aiming at like mid-twenties, people in shape who train, good-looking, whatever. If that's what they're aiming for, but they're but they they, they they're not as in, they're not nasty to people who are not in that condition. They just don't target them. They only target these with, through the images they use. Then just stick to your brand. Like, don't, just because, you know, you want to get on the bandwagon of whatever's happening at the time. Just stick to your brand. You've made a, you know, you're a billion pound company. You obviously what you're doing works. You don't need to just stick to what you stick to what you do and just. But stick, yeah, don't, and yeah, it, don't don't what's what's it called virtue signal? Just yeah. leave it what you you were targeting. Just leave it there. Like, that, I don't. You don't target me. I don't care. I just don't buy it. Yeah, and that's 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 the problem. Why I think the fitness industry in such. Um, dire straits about it because obviously they do look at it and see it just as virtue signaling in that like it's ingenuine and it's not real and that it's just them trying to i guess yeah. promote or move their brand into a different part of the market which you know if you took if you might look at it completely objectively and took all the emotion out of it they're probably thinking you know we've made a billion pound company we've, we've done pretty well but maybe we're starting to slow sales or we're saturated a certain part of the market or you know we want to grow and expand like all big corporate or corporations or companies want to do that you know they the thing about capitalism is there is there is no standard still in capitalism or corporations you just there is only ever more profit more profit growth 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 that's just the mentality of all of it um so i guess maybe they are virtue signaling for want of a better phrase in in that area to expand into different parts of or different markets that they've not been in before which i kind of think all right fine you know what you've got every right to do that in the same way as like you said, you've got every right to only market to individuals in the first place and obviously target market certain, certain people to, to build that brand, albeit, you know, people will claim and say that it's unethical to do it in the way you've done it because of the, you know, the issues with, with negative body images and, and negative um, mental wellbeing or, or mental illnesses. Um, but I, I guess if, if, if they are doing it in that way, so say like it is purely a, marketing-driven um, expansion of business and growth strategy, and it isn't really anything to do with ethics and kind of corporate social responsibility and, and that type of stuff, then we shouldn't really be applauding them for it. That's the thing. Because it's kind of like, well, you're not doing it to do good. You're doing it because you want to get into a different market and make more money. So why would I applaud you, Jim Shark, for doing that? You know, when your intentions are to grow and make more money and not really to improve society. Exactly. They, I, I don't think they've got any any ideas to improve society. Of this, they just want to make more money, don't they? I would imagine. I th like, I think so. And the problem with this is you can have this argument with anyone, and no one's going to really know the answer because we don't know the intentions of the gym shop. I, I mean, I don't know. Some people have said apparently the guy who owns it is it Ben someone. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I didn't know his name, but I think I've heard someone use it recently. Or I probably have. I've seen it before anyway. Um, but um, apparently he's a 
good dude and you know has good ethics and morals but i don't i you know i couldn't i can't comment on that at all because i literally have no, i know nothing about the guy and his background and i don't really know anything about the the company and their brand values other than what i physically see myself which has been for the past however long just shredded dudes and fucking absolutely beautiful amazing women so it's kind of like well you're only you're picking out the pinnacle of people there you're not kind of normalizing stuff at all so the fact that you're now doing it does only lead me, you know, call me sceptical or critical or whatever, but it only leads me to think that you're doing it to make money and not really another reason. Because if not, why now? Well, exactly. You, I'm on their website now. The front page looks like there's a boy band in front of it. So five good-looking blokes, probably at the most 22, maybe 18, 19, between our age range. And then you've got this looks like he's an athlete or a boxer well, female boxer obviously that's totally different to what is the image um, then you've got <clears throat> good looking woman good looking woman squatting in tight leggings boobs out um, men shredded in the mid 20s guy running in his mid 20s shredded these are the, just these just the articles and stuff like that all the images for the articles obviously the boy band again <clears throat> so uh, a female sitting on the floor Good looking, um, good looking bloke with his arms out. It's amazing. There's there's nobody there that you can call or is in, is in any danger of being overweight or ugly. Just stick to that. If they fast they brand, crack on. I don't care. I'm not that. So just crack on. And if people want to moan, then you know, really that's their problem, really, isn't it? If they don't like it, don't look at it. Like I said earlier. Well, they probably are, like you said, they are just doing it to get on the bandwagon, to get it. Obviously, people are talking about it now, so there's more exposure, so they will get more sales, more than likely. You know what I mean? So what they do when it's working. But when, you, you know, when, you, when you've earned, well, I don't know if they've earned a billion, but the evaluation is a billion, whatever. But, you know, you could do it. You could even have a spin-off company, call it something else, and then market to that. Nobody needs, even needs to know you. I mean, he's obviously got the contacts and he's got the money to just do that, if that's what you want to do. You're a company based, you know, good looking, shredded men and women in their twenties, and you could have a company that's, you know, has a different target market. But uh, like you say, like all, how many times we've seen it on our, on our timeline? The the Black Lives Matter thing, people have never mentioned it once ever before. Uh, this Jim Sharks have outraged people have never mentioned, but never mentioned this once before either. There's no. always a, there's always a. There's always a trend in fitness no. that people are about, and they just. You're right. You're right. But I think just on that, mate. I think that's such a good point, though. Although, like, I get what you're saying, but actually, maybe that is one positive way of now looking at it. In that, it probably at least now brings more exposure to this. So, like the Black Lives Matter example you gave. I yeah, you know, we're, we're all part of the problem. I've never mentioned it before. I'll be honest. I'm certainly one of the ignorant people that kind of. Because of lo- locally, in terms of your own little world, you kind of think, "Well, oh, racism's nowhere near as bad as it used to be." You still, you know, you still hear and know of kind of racist incidents that happen. But like most of us would say, we don't really know any racists, and you know, we're not racist. Our family's not racist. Um, yet, systemic racism still exists, but we're just blind to it because we're not affected or, or really exposed by it. And it does take like these movements, and all of a sudden, for it to go, where you suddenly think, "Fuck." Yeah, do you know what? I actually didn't realise I was completely ignorant to it that even you know even racism still about. And I think this could be a similar thing in that, at the very least, like regardless of what Jim Shark's intentions are, people will at least now start to have these conversations. They might hear this podcast and start to think more about it, and you know people might start to just say, do you know what? Actually, these two idiots on this podcast might be right, and maybe I just should stop consuming this shit and just start looking after myself. Um, and realise that I I don't I don't need to value myself based on how I look and based on comparison of what these you know unobtainable people look like who are all on drugs anyway um, or just got the most elite lucky lottery perfect genetics. So our side is it likes to blame. It's like the American culture sue everyone. It's like they like to blame other people for their own shortcomings. So if it's like I said, if you don't like something, don't watch it. Like. Since I've had kids, I don't watch any of my kids because I don't, it winds me up. I don't like it, so why would I watch it? I don't watch it. I don't complain that it's on TV. I just don't watch it. It's like people who complain about comedians swearing and it means Jesus Christ. Don't watch, don't listen to them. If you don't like swearing, don't listen to it. It's simple, isn't it? But people want to blame. They don't want to take responsibility for themselves. They want to mourn about something all the time. So if you don't like what Jim Shark about, don't look at him. 
simple, no. isn't it? No, mm-hmm. no, no. You, you are, you're right. I, th- I think that that. No, I think number one, it starts with personal responsibility. Albeit, it's not everything. You know, you could look at the obesity epidemic, and we, we're obviously not saying that people are overweight or obese because of their own fault, um, and it's their own personal responsibility. Because we know it's far more complicated than that, and we know that things like food environment and culture upbringing and all of like all of the other like genetics and all of the other factors that are involved in obesity like so many more than i can even list there um which causes people to be overweight in the same way like people the, the kind of the negative outcomes or effects from things like gym shark and the image of stuff that go out isn't just you know people's responsibility of oh i just don't consume them they, i mean that there is an element of that it, that kind of obviously is the easiest that's the the one thing people can actually control because they can control themselves but clearly kind of on a more macro level there probably needs to also be something done around regulation around things these types of things to stop um i mean it never will be there probably never ever will be and you know i i say all this knowing full well that part of me is quite hypocritical because you only gotta look at my fucking instagram profile it's me with like fucking shredded abs um so you know i i'm almost fucking normalizing kind of that yeah so i i I do i do recognize the hypocrisy especially bear in mind that you know we also sell diet products we in terms of you know we sell weight loss you know the the, health at every size or kind of the anti-diet movement would look at us and go these two are cretins they should not be uh, promoting people actively losing weight and to focus in kind of a or a product but any kind of like positive outcomes on weight loss but we do so you kind of you can argue oh, maybe you are part of the problem and you shouldn't be such a hypocrite which i get but i don't have an answer for it <laughs> um so yeah because obviously i guess there is some outcomes we think well whether it's like anti-diet culture whether it's things like the the kind of the slim ideal concept of you know which is really what gym shark in this kind of marketing stuff falls under this kind of like slim ideal of that everyone should look a certain way to be in like perfect health or whatever um you could you you could say well it's that that's the problem that's why everyone feels bad and that's why everyone strives to have these kind of like perfect physiques when in reality they shouldn't be worrying about it and they should be focused on kind of more healthy behaviors but we also know that people that do feel kind of low confidence and have poor body image, we do improve them when they lose, well, like when they work with coaches and they, they lose weight, they suddenly do get way more confidence. They feel way better about themselves. They have far more positive mood and mindset, more energy. And then, so it's hard to kind of argue against that as well. So in terms of like, should you be selling diet products or should you be kind of promoting weight loss? So it's a, it's a, it's a tough, tough, tough and we've obviously had some people on talking about these types of topics before but it's a tough argument to kind of really have because it's just so nuanced and so complicated for whatever stance people take the nation's still getting fatter so whatever is whatever arguments there are doesn't really matter because whatever people are doing in the macro is failing so I mean, you might have obviously like these companies were successful. We've had success stories. There's obviously micro success, but on the macro, and obviously the, the industry's failing, isn't it? Because if people can't, if people are getting fatter, then and most industries about you know uh, being lean, being in shape, looking good, then it's failing. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean? So, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're all arguing about what should or shouldn't happen, but the kind of the like you say, the the, the results on a macro level are less than kind of impressive um so obviously it's i suppose in that respect it's, it's pretty worrying but you need to, like, for, for you need it's almost like sort of like a it's almost like a lost generation everyone who's an adult now who's is almost lost you the kids now that our kids are in school three-year-olds they need to be obviously don't teach them on diet obviously but they need to be when they're old enough Get them to cook if they do cookery class in school. Cook, how to cook, proper healthy meals, going out to picking fruit and veg, go picking fruit and veg, bring it back and cook it so they get healthy relationship, healthy relationship with foods, have sports day, have sports teams. Like Liza's in school now, she's three, and they said that they've, they put in PE and health 
as as much weight as maths and science. And I said, good. Because it's all well and good being intelligent, but if you're fat and dead until you're 45, then it's irrelevant, isn't it? I know it's an extreme example, but you need to be teaching kids early on about, <clears throat> not about diet, but about, <clears throat> it's obviously difficult to teach because you've got, you've got to approach it in a certain manner as a, as a, as a child because it's obviously very susceptible to what you say and do and they'll copy you. But <clears throat> if you instill good habits in them, then all that generation, when they're in their 20s, 30s, obviously in 20, 30 years' time, then you'll hopefully see the obesity rate come down. So it's like they need to go into schools now if they want to solve this problem long term. Yeah. And will they? Don't know. No. Uh, I, mean, I mean, even on that, it's kind of like that's only one side of it. And yes, absolutely, there is a level of education that needs to happen uh, through upbringing in schools, the way parents obviously parent their kids. And you, you are right in that there's some obviously some caution has to be taken the way you do it. Certainly, you know, you never use the word diet or talk around calories, even potentially and stuff like that around kids because it, it can have kind of negative consequences in, in the longer term. But certainly you can start teaching them about healthy foods and how positive exercise is and kind of like the non-positive aspects. But that is only one side. You've got obviously the issues of kind of again this kind of this this kind of macro level of food environment, marketing, um, availability, and just all of this other stuff that's around. Like even the food cultures that we have, um, silly things like going out, like a fast food that go go out to go out to eat. And obviously, you know, when you go out to eat, you have to order everything on the menu. You know, you can't just have a normal meal. You've got to, if you're going out to eat, it's a it's a um, what's the word I'm looking for? An occasion that has to be like celebrated and over-celebrated kind of almost with gluttony and just stuff like that. Or the, the, the idea that you can't leave food on your plate and waste it because you've been told as you, when you're growing up that, Oh, you don't waste food. Those types of things. There's, there's so many facets again to why people overeat that even kind of the education side is only one small part of, of many, many things. So God knows until you start kind of regulating other stuff. And I do think the kind of, the, the food marketing the food availability and even the prices of food is is a big problem and, and fundamentally like a large large part of that that issue that needs to be fixed as well if not you know is as important or more important probably than the education side but that is probably a conversation well, for another podcast from our well i think i don't know credible sources our our world in data about obesity very so very credible i rate that they are um in fact i really hannah ritchie is one of the staff on there a lady called hannah ritchie and i want to get her on the um on the podcast actually because she is fantastic um and yeah our world date is a great site for for stuff very science-based and evidence-based so we look at the obviously the health at any size obviously pertains more to mental health i would say right Look into that, right? Obesity is one of the leading risk factors of premature death. Leading risk factors of premature death. It was linked to 4.7 million deaths globally. So if people think health of any size physically, it's not true. Looking at that data. Mentally, fine. 8% of global deaths were attributed to obesity in 2017. 13% of the world of adults in the world are obese. 40 no, nearly 40% are overweight in the world. So it's not obviously not just a UK problem, but when, you can imagine UK. You, yeah. When you right. say health at any size is attributable to, to deaths, sorry, what does that mean? No, I mean, people say health at any size, as in physically, it's, it's just not, is it? It's not true. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean as in yeah. people are healthy? At, if you're, at, yeah, obese. Yeah. If you're obese, you can be mentally healthy, of course, yeah, but the chance of you being physically healthy is Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, obviously that's a common common misnomer in, in yeah. kind of the industry or, or people seem to think. I mean, the, the Hayes movement, Health at Every Size movement, is not about what people think it is. It isn't a case of that they believe people can be healthy at any size. That's actually far from it. What it actually is, it started around, um, I think I'm right in saying this, but it, it basically came about with that there is an, um, oh, what's the word? Is, there's, ba there's basically been a like a, a weight stigma, uh, uh, a weight stigma driven kind of bias in healthcare, in that basically overweight people struggle to get the proper healthcare they should get because basically things are being blamed on them being overweight. So that kind of movement was driven from that, and obviously more more into the fact that um, you know not that you can be healthy at any size, but um, basically people should get access to healthcare at every size in the same way as 
you know a, a lean individual should get access to healthcare and obviously that then brings to that you can you know healthy habits um can improve health without in in the absence of weight loss which can happen can it is true um so people can get healthier without losing any weight because obviously they start engaging in regular exercise start eating better but obviously if they don't lose weight um but people also get healthier losing weight so it's kind of like well um there's a, there's again it's everything's just so multi multifaceted and no, no, uh, nuanced and it's not just a case of like oh well one side is right and one side is wrong it's just not the case at all if you look at you look at the, the data they've got here the higher the higher income countries forgot one of the highest death rates for obesity it's the lower it's the it's the lower income countries it's like sub-saharan africa the obesity accounts for less than five percent obviously there's probably a lack of food as well. So, but it's obviously there's more money, more access to food, easier access to food. So, there's, you know, it'd be good to go through all this and then have a strategy from there, which they, they probably do, but it sort of makes, it makes a little bickering in the fitness industry. almost like, well, it's just a lot of bullshit, isn't it? When it, 4 million deaths a year from being overweight, which is, avoidable yeah it's a problem it's a massive problem isn't it it's just a case of it's you can't just blame individuals or blame one thing necessarily for for the problem but no. you look at the you look at the chart the graph we've got obesity right is um total number of deaths by risk factor so obesity 4.72 million high blood pressure at the top is 10 million so could you then attribute that 4 million into that as well because obviously the higher blood pressure of being overweight uh, overweight so there can be numbers mixed into that as well, you know. Diet high in sodium, three million deaths. Diet low in low whole grains, three. Well, I don't know how they how they taking this, but three million alcohol use, two million. Well, Diet low in fruits. A lot of it's probably obviously sounds like it's, it's correlational stuff. In that, yeah, they probably do overlap quite a lot because obviously, like you say, obesity will cause high blood pressure or hypertension in a lot of people. Um, you know, people high sodium diets will also be overweight. Um, you know, people that eat blah 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 you know processed red meat say will probably a lot of the time will be overweight because if you eat a lot of processed re, uh, red meat it probably relates also to a lot of your kind of eating habits and maybe potentially again correlates with lack of exercise and so yeah it's, it's messy but um, yeah, there's about 30 um risks roughly the makeup i don't know there must be like 20 million deaths in the world and 80 percent of it is something related to diet or your health that you can control. Yeah. That's a huge. It's a huge number. It's like all all the deaths that are unnecessary. Well, because... well, I was gonna say on that gloomy note, mate. <laughs> maybe time to uh, to end. We are a good fifty minutes in, so um, it's gone fast. It has gone fast. It's been you know, it's nice nice chat as always to kind of ramble about some of this stuff. Um, hope everyone enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it. Do us the the solid and maybe think about leaving a review. You haven't had a review in a while, so maybe go to iTunes and just click on that five stars, please, and leave us a little review. Um, still got some spots open for coaching. If anyone wants to reach out and and kind of get a free consultation and speak to one of the, the guys here and just see if they uh, would like to to obviously coach um, and also get your cheese and then ten get your discount. Eat lean. Yeah. I think it's eatlean.com forward slash shop something like that if you google eat lean you will find it but that is me done the jobs done done right okay let's say bonjour 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 thanks for listening to the no nonsense nutrition podcast we'll speak to you all next week <laughs>